This is the Dumont Television Network. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman, and you, of course, are the listener. And I guess without you, all this would be rather pointless. I mean, sure, I could amuse myself for maybe 20 minutes or so talking to me, but that would get old. So, in a roundabout manner, what I'm saying here is that we, or I, sort of need you. It's not easy for me to say this, you know, but it feels good to be honest. Okay, I'm now supposed to introduce our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Well, hello, Spud. I'm excited about tonight's show, as always. I'm ready to go here. Well, you should probably just relax, as I don't see you doing much here tonight. I mean, maybe you should, like, oh. go grab a magazine or something. Well, I- I'm fine here, Spud. Just just remember, I stand ready to jump in when needed. Well, the key word is needed, okay? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to acknowledge <laughs> our designated laugher, Gina. You know, we missed you last week. Uh, I, I know you said you had some personal issues. It was just kind of dead in here without your laugh. Really? <laughs> I, I felt uh, that I more than filled that need. I listened to last week's show four times, Spud, and I must say, I displayed perfect timing with the laughter. Uh, you might be a bit biased, and also you are definitely tone deaf. Spud, I, I have thought about what I shared with you yesterday, and, you know, I feel totally comfortable sharing it with our listeners tonight. Really? You sure? I, yeah, I, I know um, you feel this should remain private, but I, I'm Sorta. just so excited. I, w- I would love to share the news with everyone if I could. Well, it's your call. Go uh, ahead. Well, I'm pregnant. How cool is that? Oh, uh, okay. So so you'll be Strange. leaving in the next week or two on maternity leave, huh? Uh, <laughs> listen, if so, don't you worry for a minute about Spud and I, as we will be just fine here. Stress and needless worry, it's a big thing to avoid in pregnancy, Gina. Gerald is displaying classic passive-aggressive behavior in his relations with Gina, as defined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, Revision 4. What the hell do you know about being pregnant? Well, the wife has given me three children, so I have a little experience, you know. Hell no, you haven't! Not you! A third-person account of something doesn't make you like an expert witness. Uh, So, uh, can we talk about me for a moment? I mean, this is a pretty special time in my life. I've always wanted a child. Well, not always, but let's say in the last few years or or, or so, I became open to the possibility. This is going to be a life-changing event for me on so many levels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like you 
you're going to have to watch a ton of a crap on PBS and also listen to Disney radio for a hell of a long time before the kid finally gets into like rap or metal. Well, but <laughs> if you expose your children to the right cultural influences, they will not get drug into the gangster rap culture. I know our yes. two girls and our youngest child, Gerald Jr., they love to listen to uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince occasionally. Yeah, right. the, the wife used to enjoy them back in the day, and she'll play a song or two of theirs on family trips. Not a full diet of, of them, though. Uh, hello, I'm over here. So oh. that is it for the most important news I have to share of my lifetime. I know this is a men's club, but seriously. Okay, my apologies. We can talk some more about you having like a kid, but maybe you could go light on the specifics. You know, I mean, people get a little squeamish listening to d- discussions about water breaking and how many centimeters you're dilated. I don't even know what I just said, but I read about what that. I don't um, even know what that means. That's not going to happen for a few months. And, and Spud, those topics are natural and a part of life. Well. Your mother did give birth to you and i assure you it was probably not a very easy birth well yeah to this day she keeps bringing up on how she almost died giving birth to me never misses (laughs) a chance to toss that one out okay tell you what you can discuss baby stuff but just not too much okay hey uh gina are you planning to deliver in the hospital or are you going to go home birth with a midwife well what do you think this is still like little house on the prairie dude she's going to a hospital prevents everything jesus you can't take chances doing in her backyard or something well actually i am considering a water birth, you know, delivering really? in a bathtub at home with a birthing uh, specialist, of course. It, it seems like it would be so amazing. Well, you do know that babies can't swim, right? I mean, they're not like puppies who pick it up right away. Well, I will talk about it later. Anyway, I, I got to do uh, my. I got to toss to a song. This is what I. This is what I love. This is the music. So this is a guy who performed uh, live on my Foxnet cable show way back, Todd Snyder. But this is a, like a uh, classic cut off his live storyteller CD from like 2011, I believe. And this one's titled "Conservative Christian White Right Wing Republican." Uh, it's, it's quite a catchy tune. Let's hit it. Conservative Christian, right-wing Republican, straight white American male. Gay bashing, black fearing, war fighting, tree killing, regional leaders of sale. Shirt tucking, frat housing, cake tapping, back slapping, hater of hippies like me. Tree hugging, peace loving, pot smoking, porn watching, lazy ass hippies like me. Tree hugging, peace loving, pro choice and gay wedding, widespread panic digging hippies like me. Skin color blinded, conspiracy minded. Protesters of corporate greed We who have nothing And most likely will Till we all end up Locked up in jail By conservative Christian Right wing Republican Straight white American man Diamonds and dogs Boys and girls We're living together in two separate worlds We're following leaders Up mountains of shame Looking for someone To bleed I know who I like to bleed 
conservative Christian, right-wing Republican, straight white American man. Back-action, black-fearing, war-fighting, tree-killing, regional leaders of sand. Quadrilogionally, working so hard to keep the free reins of this democracy. From tree-hugging, peace-loving, pot-smoking, porn-watching, lazy-ass hippies like me. Tree-hugging, peace-loving, pot-smoking, porn-watching, lazy-ass hippies like me. Tree-hugging, peace-loving, pot-smoking, porn-watching, lazy-ass hippies like me. Tree-hugging, peace-loving, barefoot-in folks singing, lazy-ass hippies like me. for being so nice to her. God love you now. Have a good time. is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. What's up, y'all? This is Cedric the Entertainer, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Oh, yeah, I holler. Uh, hey, Spud, he is now holding. Our first guest, Sean Waynes, or another listener calling in trying to win some free crap. Now, who put the <laughs> word out that we're giving free stuff away anyway? We don't have anything to give away. That might even might be a federal crime or something. Well, I might have told the interns about my idea of doing a big giveaway special event. What? And they may have gone ahead and gotten ahead of themselves a little bit. I never said it was for sure. So, so you're trying to shift the blame to struggling college student interns no. who are gracious enough to give of their time to this show? Well, that's extreme. <laughs> Really disappointing to me. No? no, 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 no. I'm not blaming them. I, I just wanted to just, try just to... put Sean on right now, right? Please. All right, you got it. All right, please welcome actor, comedian, writer, and producer Sean Wayans to the show. Greetings, Sean. What's up? Yeah. Hey. Well, so we appreciate you checking in with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm, yeah, I'm coming up there, coming to bring some laughs. Uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, Seattle's a great comedy crowd. They. Um, they're smart and they, um, you know, they laugh hard. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me get into this a little bit here. Of your, uh, well, this is your life, Sean. Uh, you're the second youngest of ten in your family, correct? That's correct. Okay. So, how competitive was it growing up? Did you get the short end of the stick? You know, the last of the milk with your cereal, the thrash baseball gloves from your older brothers that didn't want any. You know, they didn't want any more. Did, did Keenan and Dan Damon cut you any slack? That's what I wanted. Never. Know. There was never nobody that. <laughs> didn't want any more. There was never, uh, <laughs> there was never extra. It was, uh, you know, uh, things were tight. We all ate, but, um, you know, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but it was fun. All right. So you had to kind of earn your way, though. Nobody cut you any slack, though. 
Oh, no. All right. <laughs> All right, got it. Um, well, my, actually, you know what? My older brothers, they were, the, the older kids were good to the, to the little ones. We, we had great older siblings. They were all good to each other. They were good to the babies. Mm-hmm. All right. And they were good to each other, so it was cool. All right. Well, hey, I spoke to uh, David Allen Greer a while back and uh, asked him what the odds uh, were of a network sketch comedy show blowing up to the degree that In Living, In Living Color did. I mean, even your Fly Girls got film deals with points. So do you ever look back and say, damn, that was pretty special? Yeah, now now I look back and go, that was unbelievable. Yes. Um, and uh, it was... Uh it was quite. It was quite an experience. It was. It was. Uh, it was uh, very special. Yeah, I, I, we all know. Or well, um, in terms of sketch comedy shows, uh, being able to deliver week after week, it's like it's so hard. I don't know if the average person understands how difficult it is to, to you know, to make sketches uh, uh, work. Uh, you know, on a conveyor belt, basically. You know, so I. What you yeah, guys I did. Think, I don't think they. Yeah, the average person doesn't understand how hard this is. Extremely difficult to do. Yeah. And uh, once you set a, a, a standard, once you set the bar high, it's even harder. But you guys did it. So it would be hard. It would be hard to go on in a sketch comedy show and suck every week. Yeah. That would be hard. <laughs> that's hard like you can't even you'd be stressing out about that man like man I, I don't know if we could suck again last week we sucked pretty good <laughs> I know and doing like 24 weeks or something yeah it's it's yeah the bars yeah man I don't deal with that anymore but okay let me ask you this <clears throat> um, you co-wrote produced and starred in the film uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood in 1996 do you think that you were kind of like what Nirvana did to hair metal in the early 90s is you had a similar impact on that genre of movie set in that area you know after you got done spoofing them it was pretty tough for anybody to go back and deal with similar subject matter you know that i i didn't really know that um now that you put all this pressure on me i feel pretty horrible that was a funny ass <laughs> movie i mean seriously i mean if i was making a movie after that came out everything i would have to consider that and you know what you know uh it was a, it was very funny thank you very much um i i did we didn't really know that but we were just going in to have a good time and get some laughs and have fun because at the time the marketplace was pretty oversaturated with yes. those movies so, yes um, you know that's what made it kind of funny but um, you know that wasn't our our mission our mission was to make as many people laugh as possible right well you also co-wrote and starred in, a, in Scary Movie 1 and 2 which brings me back to you know the question I just laid out after you get done with a genre of films you know it's kind of tough to take them as serious before because I, I know I'm no longer petrified watching spooky movies and I, now I can watch like The Exorcist or The Entity by myself so I guess that's top notch comedy writing huh that, that's pretty good um, thank you for that um, you know once again the, the, those was the, our mission wasn't to put those movies out of the um, out, of, out of the game it was just uh, really just have some fun um, I think they got some pretty creepy movies out right now um, so creepy that I wouldn't even want to make fun of them like if there's nothing even really funny to to me about a lot of the, the horror movies that's out today oh yeah you mean the, the yeah it's kind of the mutilation ones and stuff I don't get and uh, yeah it would be yeah, kind of tough it's just too creepy for me yeah I, I'm with you on that one um, alright well what happened to the little what happened to the nice horror 
films where uh, teenage girls just uh, um, played with a crucifix and spit green stuff out of their mouth. Really? That, that was the innocent. That was the good old innocent days of horror. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't think they're coming back. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you this: How do you go? How do you, how do you go farther than the Exorcist? That's that's what I'm amazed at is how, how far horror has went past the Exorcist. Which, for my money, is the scariest movie of all time. But that's just yeah, me. That, it, it, yeah, that's what. Researching that movie, like in order to write scary movie, we had to watch The Exorcist probably about 150 times. So um, it was very creepy. And the fact that they pushed the uh, the, the envelope past that is it's just that's too much horror. Yeah, you know. Uh not wanted to, to tag any specific movies, but I, I guess that what I'm the, the gist of what I'm saying here is where they're going. You know, you're kind of wondering five, ten years. Uh, I mean, they've they've pretty much chopped people up to such a degree. I don't know where they can go from there, but I'm sure they'll I, figure I guess something. The, the next thing is you actually get stabbed and mutilated in the theater while you're watching oh, the movie. Whoa, that's, that's the next horror. Oh, <laughs> dang! That's the next horror film. All right, super. It's you. My kids were wondering if you get nervous talking to these big stars on the show. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, sometimes it depends who the guest is. If it were me, I'd have been really nervous when Richard Marks called in. My wife has all of his records. Actually, Richard Marks was a cool guy, I gotta say. Not all that sappy at all. And I really wasn't even that nervous. Now, can I get back to this interview, please? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll tell the wife you love Richard Marks' music, too. I didn't say that. I said he's a cool guy. I, I don't have to love every guest stuff, you know. I'm pretty sure a lot of my guests would never listen to this show. Right. Got it. Um, I want to ask you about your guest starring role in a MacGyver episode way back. Were you mesmerized by the skills of Richard Dean Anderson dis that he displayed on the show? It was, like, freaky how crafty he was. That was pretty funny to me. That he he was that crafty. It was it was you know it's 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 really funny to me now. At the time, I just thought you know, hey, I'm on MacGyver. This is cool. Oh yeah, I mean, God, I'd I'd be dying go to heaven if I ever did a MacGyver. That'd be that'd be amazing. Uh, all right, well, let me ask you a sports question, uh, Sean. What's your take on NBA teams uh, tanking it to get a better draft pick? Are you a Lakers fan, by the way? I'm actually not even a, a into like sports at all. The only thing I watch is boxing. I play sports. I don't like to watch it because the people that watch it uh, are too obnoxious to watch it with. All they do is argue and bicker over every last play called. So I just it's too stressful for me. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't even want to get into the experience of people up in the Northwest here when they were watching the Super Bowl, so we'll just pass on that one, moving on. Yeah, that's super, it's super serious. You end up getting in a fight with your best friend. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, well, well, Sean, what's been your most memorable moment to this point in showbiz? Uh, can you pull out any kind of story? Memorable moment. Um, uh, let's see. Um uh, well, I mean, in Living Color was probably the, you know, that, that set it off. Just that, being on that show and being able to watch it start, uh, you know, the, the, to watch it be born, to watch it be put together. The, the way the guys did it was just uh, an unbelievable experience watching Keenan and Damon, um, um, you know, and then uh, all the other people that was put on from Jim Carrey to... David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson, uh, 
Kelly Cofield, Kim, all those guys. It was just, it was just an amazing uh, experience. It was my comedy college. Man, you graduate with honors, I guess. Uh, what a freaking cast. If you look back on it, it's historic, basically. It's unbelievable. It's almost, you know, it, it, it would be hard to do that show again now because I don't think those people exist right now. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. caliber of talent, um, you know, they were seasoned. These were people who have been around, like, busting their ass for years. Like, every night, people who was really, they were, they didn't have a... Uh, YouTube channel and they're like already exposed before they actually got their stuff together these mm. these guys were like in the in the, the dungeons of comedy and they were found like and bought to, and put into the mainstream it was it was it was great it was great great talent well I know you gotta get I going will. hey man we really appreciate you taking the time to call in tonight and uh, we wish you the best alright hopefully we can talk again Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Peace. All right, super. That's right. Speaking of OJ, OJ is in the news again, trying to make a comeback, promote his new website. OJ with a website? What the f is going on? And you know the address? www.doubleslash.com. For a genuine musical treat, Tune in to the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Uh, please welcome Warning Danger to Warning the show. Danger, Will Robinson. That's right. So uh, welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Oh, thank thanks, you, Spud. Hey, thanks, you. Bud. Awesome. All right, now the overriding purpose of Warning Danger is to sound the clarion call to society to be aware of all safety challenges before them. Is that correct? That's correct. We have a message to give to the world, and that is a message of safety. There, Super. There are many things to be warned of danger lurks about. Well, how many of you guys are trained in the latest techniques of the Heimlich maneuver? I mean, not the old school instructions where you had to, like, you know, pop out the object with a palm in the sternum area. I read nowadays that they just tell you to step on the foot really hard of the person that's in, <laughs> that's in danger, and, and it causes them to scream, and it takes, I don't know, thing pops out pretty effectively. Uh, are you guys up to date with the new technique? First time I heard that technique used. <laughs> All right. effective. Yeah, I think it would work. Just check it out when you get, get back home tonight. All right. So what's the most dangerous issue around the house facing us all in our daily lives? Wow. Kitchens. Kitchens, Kitchens? are really dangerous. Knives are dangerous. Knives? Garbage disposal, says Mike in the background. Okay. Accidental pregnancy. Whoa. <laughs> well, so what's the name of the first song you're going to do, and, and what life lesson will it teach us? Well, the first song is dedicated to Gina. Congratulations on your news. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but it's a song about not getting pregnant. It's called Safe Sex. All right, let's do it. Don't get sick, grab it, dick! 
Don't be dumb, wear a condom Don't get sick, wear it return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, say, Spud, I'm being told On One is calling again. You know, you'd think he'd have problems with cell phone coverage down there in Belize on some farm out in the sticks. I think he said the last time that they have some kind of private dish set up or something. I don't know. Oh. Uh, on that, well, I, I guess he's on some plantation or farm. Sounds like uh, he has the best equipment money can buy down there, and I have no <laughs> idea... Where he gets it, working on a farm? He sent me a text yesterday about him maybe buying his own Gulfstream G150. Whoa. Can you believe that? Put him put him on, because I want to know how the hell he's going to buy the plane. Yeah, uh, okay, I'm putting the call through. Hello, hello, am I on the air with you guys? Well, and you too, Gina? Uh, yep, 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 we're all here. Now, you're talking with us live right now on the air. Um, so, I, I knew, you know, we could be doing this off the air. I mean, I know we could be doing it off the air, but, you know, so many people have been bugging me. I just told them to put you on live. Um, people want to know, what the heck is On One up to down there? You were, you know, you were our engineer for a long time. Everybody got to know you, and you're in Central America now. Yep, that's right. Central America. Here I am. So, did you buy that plane or not? Well, you know, I kind of have it on layaway pretty much. They just wanted a small down payment and a balloon in a year. I told them I'd rather just buy it outright, so I told them to keep it for me until I come up with full asking price. How much does a Gulfstream cost, man? Oh, uh, you know, we don't really talk about prices here, especially over the phone. 
Uh, hey, on one, what was that? What was that? It, it sounded like automatic weapons. Maybe like an a assault rifle. Nah, just some kids with fireworks. Everyone in this country loves to blow things up. I mean, them idiots are pussies down here. You see a lot of plastic explosives and uh, a lot of state of the art munitions. Really. Uh, I, I think I heard that one. Uh, are you sure things are safe on that farm you work on? You know, I. I I saw this documentary on Netflix that was kind of scary. I mean, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but... Listen, I know for a fact that the Sandinistas are everywhere in that region. You just watch out for them because I read the Soviet Union is backing them. Just how old are you, those U.S. News & World Report magazines you have around your place? Do you still got any, like, old Georges or Life's or Looks, too? Jeez. Oh. They might be worth some money, though. Yeah. yeah think about that. Well, the people that hired me to, to be in charge of the plants are a little paranoid about me giving out the address of the farm, so I can't really subscribe to magazines or anything. Not a problem. I may be looking into buying Mad, Mad Magazine, actually. I heard they really need a cash infusion. Nothing official to report right now, but the attorney for the guys I work for put in a bid on my behalf. He said eventually they'll accept it. He was very confident of it, so uh, wow. maybe I can have the art department put Spud's face next to Alfred's on some issue. Wouldn't that be cool? Hey. Man, I heard that. Wow, it it I love sounded that really close. Are are you wearing a flak jacket on one? You know, it's funny that you ask. Not most days, but today I put one on. You know, I'm just following worksite procedures that were posted this week. From what I hear, we have some new unruly neighbors who are also into farming a similar crop. You know, uh, it can get kind of competitive. Now. Whoa. Uh, now, that sounded like a bomb or something. O on one, do you need to go hide somewhere now? Man, Gina, I, yeah, you I'd know, so. if I did that on this farm, it wouldn't run itself. I have a job to do. And if we stop every time someone fires a gun into the sky in celebration of whatever holiday it is, I'd lose my job for sure. They brought me down here to get a job done. Well, hey, I'm no expert on gun battles myself, but I would ask for your last check. Buy the freaking plane and fly the hell out of there as fast as possible, man. Uh, Spud, you know, I appreciate your concern, but if I can stick it out until the final harvest, I will buy whatever radio station in the U.S. and make you the program director or something. Would that make you happy? Well, not not really. If, if I was the program director, that would mean I could do anything I wanted, and that would not be a good business decision. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Oh, my God, you just run for cover. Can't. I have another 14 acres on another patch of land I need to tend to. I should probably go now, actually. Uh, oh, I hear you. Well, be careful, and we'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right? Can you oh, hear oh, me? Crap. Bye, guys. Yeah? Please try your call again later. Uh, well, you know, if, if he doesn't make it back... I was thinking about this the other day. I might option his life story from his parents. You know, maybe I couldn't get funding for a major motion picture, but at least like a short or a documentary. That's a for good sure. Idea. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to to go to my clip of the week segment right now. Let's do this. Um, this one deals with uh, the recent commentary by Fox News personalities about the negative cultural impact uh, the movie Frozen has had on the masculinity of young American males. I myself was not aware of this pressing issue until I surfed by Fox News one morning. You know, you're never going to know what nifty surprises you will see and hear at any given time while tuned in to the Roger Ailes alternative universe. This one, <laughs> I guess, shouldn't have surprised me. Roll the clip. 
called the Frozen Effect. And no, I'm not talking about the latest winter storm. Our movies like the Disney smash hit about an ice queen and her sister empowering girls by turning our men into fools and villains. Take a look at this. You hate the way he eats. What if you hate the way he picks his nose? Picks his nose? All men do it. Ew. This mission's important, John. I want you to come with me to help me lead the team. What do you say, John? I put in my time. What's that mean? It means my war's over. He never draws first blood. He only fights back. So what kind of message is that sending to our kids? And all of us join us right now to discuss is Penny Nance, the president and CEO of Concerned Women for America, and a mom of a son and a daughter. Penny, good morning to you. Good morning. All Most right. important job. Exactly, the hardest one. I mean, honestly, um, it's really important to understand what, what the message is. Like, the message is that, you know, we want to empower women, right? And, and that's good. We absolutely want to do that. But we don't have to empower women at the cost of tearing down men. And so I would suggest to Disney and to Hollywood, let's be honest. Um, you know, in a family, it's important to have both a mom and a dad. Men are essential in our society. I mean, what are you? The worst nightmare. Stallone. Rambo 3. I'm sorry I got you into this, John. No, you're not. We want to raise real men. We want to encourage masculinity and not villainize masculinity. We're concerned women for America and we're in the women's group who love men. So, real men. Real men who need to be, uh, you know, we would, it would be nice for Hollywood to have more male figures in those kind of movies. Strong male figures. Mm -hmm, absolutely. We can both be heroes. Indeed. All right. I'm still not over my surprise. Uh, Spud, have you had issues with childbirth for a long time? It seems to make you really uncomfortable. Oh, Spud, after you go through it once, it's a piece of cake. It's a little messy, but it's not that big a deal. It's not that I'm freaked out by watching someone have a baby. It's just you something can't that, prevent I don't know. everything. It just seems to be best done in privacy. If I was a woman, <laughs> I would clear the room until my kid was free and clear of my inner parts. I and mean, that's just me, yeah. but. You really uh, what? are. You're a, a wuss. I mean, I will be videotaping the birth of my child. Uh, really? Maybe a multi-camera uh, shot. I, I mean, I'm sure our video crew here would volunteer their services. It would be a lot less stressful than a band shoot. Well, you can ask them, but I, I can't legally require an employee to participate in such an intimate experience because there's got to be some federal labor regulation or something out there that would prevent it. And it. But if you no, let me think. If you did it on dry land, I might consider loaning them my camera, though, if you need it. Uh, dry land, not nothing with water. <laughs> all right. And how many cameras does one need to get adequate coverage having a baby anyway? Well, you just don't want you want to have every angle covered, so later you won't be heartbroken to learn that you missed a crucial shot. You know. Uh, you know, <laughs> my my wife had me shoot the birth of our first child, but after that, she said no cameras were allowed in the hospital room. She was not real happy with some of the footage when I showed it at our annual Holcomb family reunion. Mm. Oh. Yeah, 
I'll tell you, most everybody loved it, but she felt the angles weren't the most flattering, you know? You mean you didn't block out the camera moves before she went into labor? No. That was unfortunate for your wife, I'm sure. As you both know, I graduated from uh, Bates Vocational School's right. video of radio yeah, broadcasting yeah. program. I will be doing storyboards and rehearsing our camera shots well before I ever go into labor. I know I can't actually direct the video, but with enough pre-planning, things should just take care of themselves. Gina is employing the same production methodology that Walt Disney pioneered in his early live-action films. Well, do you think we could, like, maybe change the subject now, though, and get back on track with the show? And try to keep in mind, this is not some baby program on the Learning Channel. This is an entertainment-based talk show. I'm pretty sure this baby crap uh, does not fall into that genre. <laughs> well, I would be careful here about alienating your female listeners. And we do make up 50% of the population. Okay, I get, I yes. get it. I'm not anti-baby, and I mean, all, all the women out there listening need to know this. I... Just because I'm like not comfortable discussing intimate and most probably messy details of a birth, it doesn't make me anti-woman. For the record, I really, really like women, okay? Hey, Gerald, are you going to do your job and see if our next guest is holding on the line? Oh, this might be a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeez. you know what, Spud? Christopher Titus is holding for you. Uh, now, listen, he's had a tough life, so you may not want to annoy him, as I'm sure he's got a low threshold for people keeping him waiting. Uh, I'm aware. He's, you know, he sort of did get the short end of the stick growing up, and not exactly the leave it to beaver thing, but... Yeah, I'd suggest you just keep it light and breezy. Look, I don't he... do light and breezy. Light and breezy makes me very uncomfortable, okay? And please refrain from offering any other suggestions. Sorry. I am the professional talk show host here. You are a rookie <laughs> fill-in temporary co-host. Well, it's temporary permanent co-host but uh, go, uh, go ahead uh, take the call yeah I will thank you for your assistance alright please welcome comedian actor writer Christopher Titus to our show how you doing I'm doing good, man. Good, good, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the hell time it is there. I'm, I'm always traveling. Yeah, it's you know, kind of nighttime. Yeah. Uh, well, let me get this in before we start here. You will be appearing um, with the Born with a Defect tour, and you have a DVD, Angry Pursuit of Happiness, now out, which is also available for download at ChristopherTitus.com. Yeah, the new show I'm working on is uh, that one's already out, but the new one's called Born with a Defect. Because we were all born with a defect, because we were all born children. I, it's always amazing to me that, that like, a, like a dolphin will swim to the surface for its first breath, a, a horse will walk within an hour, but a human baby needs two adults around it for five years so it doesn't choke on a damn Cheerio. How did we make it? How did we survive as a species? And kids are just, they, we're just defective. They're just little, they're little skin-filled disease bags, man. Preschool is just a room full of tiny patient zeros. So I started to realize, like I have two kids now, and uh, by the way, don't get me wrong, I love my kids because I hate jail. Yeah, I hear that. Well, I, I'm, I'll defer to you on kids. I'm not exactly a resident expert on that. But hey, but they say that, you know, at the heart of good comedy is more than a small dose of tragedy. But you, sir, have uh, lived a life that could fuel the careers of a couple dozen comedians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've doubled up on the tragedy. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I assume that uh, when you sit down to write material, you're tossing away volumes, so I mean, you're rather prolific in terms of what you've what you've cranked out over the years. You turn over new shows fairly regularly. Yeah, you know that happened from George Carlin. George Carlin uh, sat down for lunch with a friend of mine and, and just ripped on him one day. He thought it was going to be this cool lunch with a hero, and George Carlin said, "You comics suck. You guys do the same material for eight, nine, ten years." Because I do a new show every year and a half. You guys don't even do your homework. You shouldn't even be allowed to be comedians. And my buddy Neil told me that when he got home, and I laughed my ass off for about four days and then I realized he was right you know and that's why I started 
I started like, you know, once we film something, I move on to the next one. You know, I think that's my job, right? Yeah, well, not all can uh, deliver at that level. There's no doubt about that, I'm looking around the business. Uh, he, well, I, st- I stopped doing heroin, so it's easier. Yeah, I suppose that would be a... Yeah, make the job a little easier. Um, he, <laughs> do you feel a comedian can produce effective material if they've not experienced any personal challenges in their life, suffered no pain? It can't be a coincidence that most of our greatest artists, being music, literature, film, all seem to have walked more than a few miles through, through the fire and it's really shaped their point of view. I mean, you're a prime yeah, example well, I- of this. I fell into a bonfire when I was 17. My mom was mentally ill. My dad was a raging alcoholic. I, you know, I, I think, but there didn't be, you know, there's been those guys like Seinfeld that are just, you know, they're still great material, great writers, great technicians. You know, pain helps. I, I, I will tell you this, if I didn't have comedy to let it out, I would probably uh, be on the run, uh, you know, like a fugitive on the run for murder, possibly. <laughs> to let it out every night, like my divorce. Love is Evil, man, is one of those ones that if I didn't get to do that show, um, I, I would be I'd be sitting in a cell next to OJ. Yeah. Well, um, you, you had an award-winning one-man show, Norman Rockwell is Bleeding, and that pretty much laid yeah. everything out also. So my, I guess my question is, is there a topic that is just not okay to go there? I'm not asking you to do so on the air now, but I'm, I'm a good listener. No, I'm not really a good listener. I'm a horrible listener, but you, you, get, you get where I'm going. Yeah, no, uh, I, well, I do a bit in the new show about uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, because, I mean, at the end of the day, people, inside, I start to get people go, ooh, and I go, ooh, don't ooh me. 50 bags of heroin? Did he not think that might go sideways on him? Yeah, because your judgment is always so good after that first bag of heroin. Well, I am just full of heroin right now. I can't, I don't have any room to do these other 49 bags. I mean, how did 50 bags of heroin, was he going to Costco? Was it Kirkland heroin? He must have been st- stocking up for the apocalypse or something. I don't know. I, that's a really yeah, good point. Right. <laughs> He's a drug-addicted prepper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or a hoarder. Either one, maybe a hoarder. Who knows? Uh, Well, let's touch on politics a little bit. I know in the past you've uh, ventured forth opinions in that that area. Um, What's your take on the current crop of GOP presidential candidates? They were going to need a huge clown car uh, this time around. Maybe a bus, because there are like 37 or so of those dudes running. What's your take so far? Uh, so far, I don't think we have anybody, man. You know, you get Tea Party that's basically uh, just want to set, seems to want to set the country on fire yep. as long as uh, as long as paying attention. You've got the other guys, the old school guys, who are getting paid 1.6 million dollars a piece by uh, by uh, the medical lobby. Uh, you know, who were running things. And, yep. You know, I, and it, I saw someone yell out there. I got actually. So I'll tell you about politics. I don't like to get in politics. Here's the big problem about it. The problem is that as countrymen, we're all country, and nobody can seem to, whether you disagree with me or agree with me, why can't we still hang out? Like if you're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an independent, I always go for the facts. Mm-hmm. Some guy yelled out F Obama the other night last week, and I said, I said, yeah, F Obama, interest rates are 3%, unemployment's 5.6%, the economy's growing at 4%, the stock market's doubled, Bin Laden is dead, General Motors is still working. Yeah, F Obama, I hope the next guy sucks this bad. And this guy, it was no, the audience laughed, and then one guy stood up in the back, and he goes, yeah, well, what about my neighbor? My neighbor lost his business. And I go, I don't, I don't, and he didn't say my neighbor, he said, because what about my neighbor? And I go, I don't know, no one knows your neighbor, sir. And he goes, yeah, well, let me tell you something. And the guy, I'm on stage doing a show, and the guy starts walking to the stage like he's going to fight me, and they threw him out. And we started saying, we are the world. But, but the problem with the country right now is not the political leaders, because we've always had idiots. You know, look at yes. old Mark Twain quotes or Will Rogers quotes. Everybody who goes for, first of all, I think comedians are psychotic. So talk about how delusional are you. You're the guy that you think you can run this country. How delusional is that? 
So if you're a, politi- a politician, you think you can actually make a difference uh, and, and get paid for it at the same time, you're crazy. Gandhi never thought he was going to get paid for it. So, But my problem is not that, because we're always going to have idiots in office, Democrats and Republicans. Because as I say in my show, Neverlusion, uh, Coke and Pepsi, same crap, different can. That's all it is. Say, Spud, I just got a text from our executive producer, Lori, and she feels you should try and be a little bit more likable on the show tonight. Oh, what is she saying? That, that I'm not likable? That's not constructive criticism. I can't help it if people find me unlikable. Well, she's just saying that listeners might prefer a host that is a little bit more warm and kind of... That's like saying, hey, why aren't you better looking or why not be smarter? It's not like I'm trying to be unlikable or not handsome. I do my best. Absolutely. Maybe I should have waited until the show was over to pass that message on. Sorry. Yeah, you think? Now if I can remember where I left off. Okay, all right. Um... What's been your most memorable moment? And this is a little trite, but that's my job. Uh, I'm, I'm involved with uh, a lot of trite uh, activities. Uh, what's been your I most memorable moment? You. I, heard, I heard you're the king of trite. That's what I heard. That's, it, that's what your business was on the money. Uh, totally on the money. <laughs> and uh, a little bit of uh, side order of uh, cliche. So what's been your most memorable yeah. moment outside of show business? Outside of show business. Yeah, outside. Um, you know, after my divorce, I met this amazing woman. And yeah. In the, in the place of not trusting anybody, I met the perfect woman. Yeah. And uh, the, the most amazing moment for me was our, day, our wedding day because I wasn't getting married, dude. I had broken into hides and started sweating because my ex-wife was so horrible. And there was a moment, I, I took a guitar and I was playing in the garage for three hours trying to get my head wrapped around getting married again. What am I doing? I'm an idiot. And there was a moment where I just decided that uh, this was the best woman I ever met and I'm not going to live life afraid. And when that happened, man, I got up and I got married and I've never been uh, I've never been more happier in my life. Wow. So you just went for it, huh? I went for it. Yeah, you know, look, you look even if you marry the best woman in the world, it's still a roulette wheel. She might run across a personal trainer who skydives, who skydives and does some, you know, just like really, he's just, I'm a bodybuilder, I'm a bodybuilder and a PhD and then I'm done. It's over. I'm just a comedian that's going to be alone again. But up till that point, I'm going to have a blast. Uh, well, obviously it's it's worked. So, um, and you're also going to be going up the the West Coast. You're going to be in Spokane. You're going to be in Eugene. So you're all over the place. So uh, eventually, someone will be able to have an opportunity to catch you live. So and Utah, doing Wise Guys in Utah coming up. It's, I, I, this tour. Tell you what, man. The one thing I love more than anything is doing stand-up comedy. I always swore I would never be actor meat. I would never be a guy working as a waiter. And hoping to God that I get a you know I get a, a Lunesta commercial. I always I always wanted to make sure that that if, if at the end of the day if I got kicked out of show business, someone said you're now fired from show business, I could still get on stage at some crappy bar in somewhere in this country and just have a blast with the people. I love that more than anything. So All thanks right. for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Not a problem. I really want to thank you. So there you have it, Mr. Christopher Titus. See you then. Thanks, man. Bye. I knew things were going bad. We, we all have hints. We've had, every time a relationship goes bad, you have hints. There was things. Like two years before we got divorced, she got a boob job. And gentlemen, if you're dating a woman over five years and she decides she wants a boob job, <laughs> she ain't getting it for you. <laughs> she is putting fresh meat on a new hook. That's all it is. <laughs> she is trolling for idiot B. That's right because you have not lived up to her financial expectations. So she's gonna cast those double Ds out into the dating pool. In the two years before we got divorced, my ex got new hair, new eyes, new boobs, new lips. I rebuilt this bitch from the ground up, man. 
It was a frame-off restoration. <laughs> now some new guy's driving her. <laughs> Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. I'm Whitney Cummings, and um, I'm really sorry that you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. All right. It's, it's musical guest time again. I'm excited to hear the band once again. Here is Warning Danger. Thank you, Spud. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Gina. And on one, it was really good to hear your voice. This is a brand new song. It's called Motorboat. Then beyond the moon, of course, is the sun. That is far enough away, so that light takes approximately eight minutes to get from the sun to the earth. Now, I cannot go on and talk about other things before I have told you a few things, some of which you may know already, some of which you may know already. One thing is, the earth is the back of a giant turtle with sleepy eyes. But the turtle swims in a big sea without a name. This sea is in a big ball carried on the back of a white elephant with golden tusks. But we might ask, from where 
does the sun take its energy? How does it make radio noise? These agitated masses which stream out from the giant turtle, the sleepy island. Incidentally, we know a very great deal. Uh, hey, Spud, uh, you, I've got your mother holding on the line. Okay, okay, put her through. I'll make it quick because uh, I know we're running behind here. Okay, okay. Spud, this is your mother calling. Uh, I know, Mom. I know I can recognize your voice. Do you need, do you need something? Because I, I, Have you fallen or something? Fallen? Spud, I'm in better shape than you. I'm walking two miles three times a week. You couldn't walk from one end of the mall to the other without sitting down and resting. That shopping trip with you was a little embarrassing. Well, you know, I, I had a very tight calf muscle that day, Mom. And normally I wouldn't have to stop and take a break, t- you know, to relieve the cramping. It was debil- debilitating pain. It was okay, it was intense. So. Anyway, why I'm calling so is cares. I was sort of listening to the show tonight. Yeah. It was on in the background, and I thought I heard you say you were going to have a baby. No. Has God finally answered my prayers? This is wonderful news. The baby I ever started giving birth to was finally having his own baby. Spud's mother, Sephola, wishes that her son would find himself a nice woman and raise a family. No, well, Mom. After all these years, <laughs> it's hard to believe. Can oh, I cut in here? Mother, I assume it was an accident, but you could take care of the financial arrangements later. Spud, I am so excited. Mom, Mom, I'm not having a baby, okay? I'm not having a baby. You are, but you have sired the child, and that is still an achievement. Uh, Mrs. Goodman, you may be a little disoriented tonight. I don't know if you do have hearing aids, but if so, you might want to have them looked at and possibly adjusted. I thought you told me that asshat co-host was going to be replaced. <laughs> Why is he still on the air? Mother, uh, our designated Laffergina is the one having the baby, not me, okay? Uh, hello, Mrs. Goodman. I, I'm sorry you're confused, but Spud's not the father of my child. My boyfriend's name will be on the birth certificate. What? My son is not good enough to father your child? He most certainly is worthy of being the father of yours or any child for that matter. He is a good man and he is brilliant. Well, if I could interject here, Mrs. Goodman, the child in question is actually going to be uh, uh, Gina's. Uh, uh, Mom, 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 can we change the subject, please? Well, you do know you are not getting any younger. I am not saying your seat is damaged by age and lifestyle, but it may take a miracle if you wait much longer. <laughs> let, let, me worry, let me worry about that, Mom, okay? I got to go now. Got to go. Well, what about that young man who has called in a few times? The one who says you might be his dad? Have oh, you yeah. taken that paternity test No, yet? no, not yet, but you know... I hate needles. When I said I'd take that test, I didn't know that they had to draw blood. And no way I'm his dad anyway. Oh, don't be a little baby. Get the test done, sheep. Okay, Mom, I need to move on and wrap the show up. I'll call you on Saturday. Uh, Please pick up this time, all right? I will, honey. I love you. Okay, love you too. (laughs) Hey, uh, say, Gina... 
uh, if you're going to have this baby, you might want to rethink your career goals. I know my wife made the decision to quit her job, stay at home with the kids, because it's the responsible thing to Uh, do. I have no plans to leave my chosen profession just because of a child. Millions of women are able to handle both in their lives. This isn't 1965, you know. My mom stayed home to raise me and my sister, and from the perspective of an average kid, me, I I would advise you to keep the career going as too much togetherness can be counterproductive. Welcome to manned space exploration. A kid needs some space to grow. You know, I always wanted to be a latchkey kid. I'll tell you what, Gina, if you feel comfortable subcontracting out raising your child, I guess that's your prerogative. My wife and I both feel that career should come after the welfare of your children. Okay, did you volunteer to quit your job and stay home with the kids? Well, that would have been kind of weird, don't you think? I am assistant sales manager at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. Oh, shut up. And now, of course, with my added duties as temporary permanent co-host, it would be out of the question. Well, could you both maybe like have this career dilemma deal off the air as I need to wrap up the show right now? I'm just saying, Gina, you don't want to look back later in life and say, I didn't really need to keep that designated laughter position on some talk show. It's about priorities when it comes down to it. You know, Gerald, it sure seems like you're trying to manipulate me into making a rash decision by using guilt and shame. Uh, This wouldn't have anything to do with your desire to have more airtime on the show, would it? Uh, do you think I was born yesterday? No, 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 no. I, I just think, when, when, listen, when your hormones calm down, you're able to make oh. a rational decision, the welfare of your baby's going to win out over yeah. staying on this show. Don't worry about us. We'll be fine without you. Well, who's going to provide the killer laugh, though, when I need it? Sometimes you can hear a pin drop in here without Gina. I'll make sure the show doesn't miss a beat, but everything will be fine when Gina leaves. I'm going to do what, I, I want her to do what God has intended her to do, and that's since she was born. It's oh my the gosh. cycle of life. Oh, and okay. You have made my decision. I may yeah. need a few weeks off, but I will be back on the job before you know it. I just might call in and provide my services, too, while I'm breastfeeding. Oh. You know, I'm big on the batch processing. Um, I appreciate your mental toughness, but I would not feel comfortable having you, like, call in to provide your laughter while while you're breastfeeding. That would be wrong. Okay, I will plan that around the show. Uh, just remember what I laid out, Gina. This is just a job everyone can be replaced. Uh, I've been trying to tell you that since you've lucked out and got this temporary gig. <laughs> Temporary, temporary permanent game. Yeah, whatever. I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, here is Warning Danger. All right, thank you very much. This song is called Big Dog. Big Dog! Big Dog! Big Dog! He's a big dog, baby, and he gets what he wants! He gets free drinks wherever he goes Drives expensive cars and wears fancy clothes You have to ask, it's already too late Give him what he wants or accept your fate Big dog! Big dog! Big dog! He's a big dog baby and he gets what he wants Understatement of the year Rules by money, love, respect, and fear He can make your life or he can ruin your day Give him what he wants or get out of his way Big dog! Big dog! Big dog! 
You have been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, the Internet's last line of defense in the ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pikes. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. the best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome, everyone, to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight. And with me, we've got my co-host, Gina. Hey, wait a minute, Gina. Hey, should you even be working tonight? I, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. Now, I don't know much about having no babies or anything, but uh, are pregnant women supposed to stay off their feet until the baby comes out? Uh, well, hello, Lawrence. And uh, no, where did you hear that? Well, I, I think I saw some TV show where this lady, she stayed in bed all day. Well, are you sure she was pregnant? Well, no, no, but I just assumed she was carrying the child because she looked a little plump and all. Yeah, you should probably just change the subject for your own good here. Super. Um. Uh, so I was listening to uh, last week's show at home, and I heard that chick who is uh, the prison groupie, she called in. Uh, do, you, do you know she's in trouble, right? If, if you begin a relationship with her, it... It will end ugly. Well, just my opinion. You no, know, she 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 even mentioned that you might not approve of us going out. You look, let me tell you, we are just friends. All right, okay. super. That, that's what the father of my soon-to-be-here child uh, called he and I. So life just sort of happens when you least expect it. But in her case, I, I say leave that train wreck alone before who knows what's going on. You know, down there. Hey, hey, look, look. I know, I know. You're right. I know, I know. But sometimes. I have a hard time saying no to women. You know, it, it could be the years that I spent locked up away from humans who smelled nice. And I, I have a soft spot for good smells. And I don't even mind the sort of bad smells. But I just can't handle the three-week-old garbage smell that most dudes had when they're in the joint there. Yeah, good to know. Um, do you know that's a pretty low bar as far as what qualities you're looking for in a life partner? Yeah, I'm not looking for a life partner partner exactly sure. well, I, I get that but you look, look, probably Gina, look, let me tell you this i don't think you understand what it's like to play head games with yourself to get your mind off of uh, uh impure thoughts and all uh, like sometimes you know like on saturday nights it, it was just tough you know the hormones they, they just cause a man to, to, to really lower his tastes if you if you catch my drift but now that i'm out and around women who want to spend time with me well you know 
It's kind of like a kid in a video game All right, store, super. you know? Okay, just remember I told you so, Lawrence. Yeah, I will. All right. All right. Right now, you know I've got to introduce our panel here. We got on the soundboard, Dave. Dave is back with us this week. Hey, Dave. Hello. Hey, there. there. Oh, we got Alex, of course, our engineer with Mike alongside him tonight now. Yeah, now, now with the highlights, of course, we got Derek here. What's up, Derek? What's going on? Yeah. I, oh, I got to acknowledge our, our interns here, Trenton and Anna from Pierce College. Hey, hey y'all. All right, super. Oh, well, wait, oh, you're bad. My bad. Uh, we, we, we still, we appreciate your service to the show, Mike. I know, Mike. But you're going to start off with some music here. Uh, we're going to uh, do a song by the Japan Droids, The Knights of Wine, Wine and Roses. And then we'll have a classic by Run DMC, My Adidas, which is a shoe of choice for Spud, I guess. So that's why we're playing it.
to the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. All right, now let's please welcome to the Post-Show Report. We got Warning Danger. Hey, we appreciate y'all sticking around for the show here, you know. And, hey, I see Warning, the orange Danger, jumpsuit. Will Robinson. And I got to tell you, with the orange jumpsuits, I know the answer to this already, but I got to ask because I ask everybody who comes in the studio now, Where'd y'all do your time? Now, did you do a federal <laughs> or you do a state facility? <laughs> you know, that's the first time we've been asked that. People, people say, you know, where's the rest of the village people at? We get that every once in a while, but never the, never the King County bed and breakfast orange jumpsuit. Yeah, I'm gonna remember super. that. Thank you. Yeah, because I thought I seen you walking down the side of the road one day, you know, with the stick. Hey, hey let me ask you for you for fun, you know. Now, now I know that you guys are, are making sure to give instructions on proper safety measures for all of us and all that stuff as That's we right. go about our life. But what else do you do for fun? Wow. It's pretty much all about safety, man. It's all about safety. We we go into into dangerous situations and warn people. Uh-huh. That and uh, I have model trains. 
A model, yeah. Model trains. No, it's like, I don't have a single damn model no, train. You do the real deal. I just thought that'd be train. funny to say. All right. Now, now, well, speaking of danger, what's the most dangerous thing that you ever, uh, any of you done in your lives? Oh, boy. Um, Stay at that motel outside of God. Oakland. Oh, that is some serious danger, I tell you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, the Thomas of those Oakland oh, Rick got bit by a cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a feral cat outside our hotel. Oakland cats are mean. After playing a show in Oakland, it was crazy. And, oh, my gosh. I, we go on about They got that. street oh. gangs of cats. Yeah, they're like Never gangs the of feral gangs. cats. You got to watch out. Yeah. We were hoping that Rick would get a superpower from it, but no superpower yet. <laughs> Now, now, anybody you've been in intimate contact with an alien? Now, I'm not talking about space alien. I'm talking about a legal alien because, you know, they need love, too. All right, super. I grew up in L.A., so, yeah, I'll say yes to that. (laughs) Oh, seen your fish, yeah. Yeah, so what you going to take us out with? What's the last song you're doing tonight? We're doing Fire Ants, but before we begin, I was hoping that you could give a gift to Spud from us. We brought it. Spud from... And we were just on his show, but, you know, he runs such a tight ship, we didn't have time to do it. So if you can give it, and then if you could open it, too, because it's kind of a limited edition, one-of-a-kind thing. What, so here you go, what, Lawrence. What we got here? Super. Um, oh, let's can see. I get a drum roll? Uh, now, Gina, now, you don't think, uh, is, is Spud listening to the show right now? Cause oh, you know, probably not. Yeah, you know, I like it. Come on, this gift. What do you think? Yeah. Why don't we just kind of, we're going to keep we'll it just, safe. Oh, we'll just so, put uh, it there. All right, thank you. I, I'm going to thank you. On Spud's behalf, in quotes. Awesome. (laughs) All right, this song's called Fire Ants. Fighting me, little bit of venom inside of me, and hold on to the devil. Hit me in the river of evil. How do you defend yourself from midget insects? Fire! To the jungle, should've stayed home and snuggled Stand down on an anthill, looks like I'll be killed By Teddy Bites from Demon Termite Fire!
attack. Their fighting power can devour a cow in less than half an hour. Their only weakness, fire. Defend yourself with a flamethrower! Fire! And... Fire! And... Fire! Like it's celebrity highlight time. What we got, Doug? It is that time of night, and our first clip of the night, Spud asks Sean Wayans about his most memorable career moment, and Sean throws it way back to the early days of In Living Color. No, but, not at all. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, well, Sean, what's been your most memorable moment to this point in showbiz? Uh, can you pull out any kind of story? Memorable moment. Um... Uh, let's see. Um, uh, well, I mean, a living color was probably the you know that that set it off. Just that being on that show and being able to watch it start, uh, you know, the, the, to watch it be born, to watch it be put together, the, the way the guys did it was just uh, an unbelievable experience. Watching Keenan and Damon. Um, um, you know, and then uh, all the other people that was put on from Jim Carrey to David Allen Greer to Tommy Davidson, uh, Kelly Cofield, Kim, all those guys. It was just, it was just an amazing uh, experience. It was my comedy college. Man, you graduate with honors, I guess. Uh, what a freaking cast. If you look back on it, it's historic, basically. It's unbelievable. It's almost, you know, it. it it would be hard to do that show again now because I don't think those people exist right now. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. caliber of talent, um, you know, they were seasoned. These were people who have been around, like, busting their ass for years, like, every night. People who was really, they were, they didn't have a, a YouTube channel and they're, like, already exposed before they actually got their stuff together. These, <laughs> these guys were, like, in the in the, the dungeons of comedy, and they were found like and bought to, and put into the mainstream. It was it was it was great, just great, great talent. Absolutely. Uh, well, let me. Yeah, Living Color. That was a great show, man. Those guys were pioneers, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking back on it. You know, it's one of those special shows that when you see all that talent that was there together in that one show and you see where they're all at now and what they've done in their careers it's something really cool oh yeah that's kind of magical i really like the way they work together yeah it was good all right we're gonna go into some music here now the first up we got a band that's led by mark mothersbaugh now he's been a guest here on this show with spread it's still amazing devo with uh, uncontrollable urge and then after that we have hey moonshaker with 10 letter word 
it, now I'm a wolf Howling to the moon Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. get back to some music here we're gonna start it off with a little mashup we're gonna have nirvana versus depeche mode and it's titled about a girl in my dream and then we have a tacoma band here from tacoma washington the fabulous whalers with dirty robber Bony fingers close around me Long and thinly death becomes me Heaven, can you see what I see? Hey, you pale and sicky child You're deaf and living reconciled And walking on a crooked mile Pain, that's a gun of your body for a living What you take won't kill you But careful what you give in A little love Can you feel A little love Dream on Dream on There's no time for hesitating Pain is ready, pain is waiting Crimes do it's educating I'm wanted, uninvited, and it creeps beneath the crawling skin. It lives without it, lives within you, 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 you. Feel the fever coming, shaking and twitching. You can scratch all over, but that won't stop you itching.
Derek, what have we got for the uh, Spuds Clip of the Week? So for our Clip of the Week, we have a nice little nugget that comes in the form of people fighting the good fight against the enemy of men everywhere. Any guesses as to what that might be? Mm. No? Disney movies. Oh, they're the worst. Called the Frozen Effect, and no, I'm not talking about the latest Winter Storm. Are movies like the Disney smash hit about an ice queen and her sister empowering girls by turning our men into fools and villains? Take a look at this. You hate the way he eats. What if you hate the way he picks his nose? Picks his nose? All men do it. Ew. This mission's important, John. I want you to come with me to help me lead the team. What do you say, John? I put in my time. What's that mean? It means my war's over. He never draws first blood. He only fights back. So what kind of message is that sending to our kids and all of us? Join us right now to discuss is Penny Nance, the president and CEO of Concerned Women for America and a mom of a son and a daughter. Penny, good morning to you. Good morning. The All right. most important job. Exactly, the hardest one. I mean, honestly, um, it's really important to understand what, what the message is. Like, the message is that, you know, we want to empower women, right? And, and that's good. We absolutely want to do that. But we don't have to empower women at the cost of tearing down men. And so I would suggest to Disney and to Hollywood, let's be honest. Um, you know, in a family, it's important to have both a mom and a dad. Men are essential in our society. I mean... Who are you? The worst nightmare. Stallone. Rambo 3. I'm sorry I got you into this, John. We want to raise real men. We want to encourage masculinity and not villainize masculinity. We're concerned women for America and we're in the women's group who love men. So, real men. Real men who need to be, uh, you know, we would, it would be nice for Hollywood to have more male figures in those kind of movies. Strong male figures. Mm -hmm, absolutely. We can both be heroes. Indeed. All right. Now let me tell you something about that. 
Now, all the time I spend in the joint without any women, I got to tell you, you let there be a world without women, I'll tell you how hard that world is. Oh, I can't say no to women. I say empower the women. Absolutely. I, I think it's a shame that they're going after that movie because the the men are uh, secondary characters opposed to being the main characters, and that's their problem with it. And I, I think that's terrible. Men are always secondary characters. I'll be a secondary <laughs> character. Any women, I'll tell you. Oh, especially a nice-smelling woman. Yep, that'll do it for me. That's all you need in life. That's all you need. You're right about that, Derek. See, that's why we got you here. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, we're going to play some more music right now to start it off. Uh, now, what we're going to do is we're going to have an uh, a alternative recording of Question Mark and the Mysterians hit 96 Tears. Check that out. And then we have L7 with Sherv. Let's hear this. This is 96 Tears, Mysterio.
Gentlemen Post Show Report. Uh, what's up next here for us, Dan? Yeah, the time has come for our final clip of the night. Uh, this one, Spud asked Christopher Titus about whether or not one can truly be a successful comedian without some kind of suffering in their life. Hmm. Yeah, make the job a little easier. Um, hey, do you feel a comedian can produce effective material if they've not experienced any personal challenges in their life, suffered no pain? It can't be a coincidence that most of our greatest artists, being music, literature, film, all seem to have walked more than a few miles through, through the fire and it's really shaped their point of view. I mean, you're a prime yeah, example well, I, of this. I fell into a bonfire when I was 17. My mom was mentally ill. My dad was a raging alcoholic. I... You know, I, I think, but there didn't be, you know, there's been those guys like Seinfeld that are just, you know, they're still great material, great writers, great technicians. You know, pain helps. I, I will tell you this, if I didn't have comedy to let it out, I would probably uh, be on the run, uh, you know, like a fugitive on the run for murder, possibly. <laughs> to let it out every night, like my divorce, Love is Evil, man, is one of those ones that if I didn't get to do that show, um, I, I would be, I'd be sitting in a cell next to OJ. Yeah. Well... Um, what do you think? Do you think y'all uh, do you need to have the pain to be funny? What do you guys think? Well, I I got hit in the junior mints with a soccer ball this week at my soccer game, so I don't know. Maybe I could try my. Did hand you at feel like making a joke after that happened? Uh, not immediately. Yeah. Okay. But my girlfriend thought it was pretty funny when I told her about it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you should have somebody videotape it because you know you could put that on on like the Fox Network or something like that. You know, yeah, anybody yeah. getting hit in the in the or that that funniest videos. America's People are always business. getting hurt and hit, and those, that's those hilarious. Those that usually win too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is Definitely. less funny than a drunk frat boy. So I think, yeah, you do have to suffer to be funny. <laughs> well, you what about a drunk frat boy getting hit in that's, the stone? That's no, that's funny. funny. Yeah. funny. That's, yeah that's, now we're getting. Now we're funny. really talking funny. I, th- I think yeah. we found the secret ingredient. Yeah. That's the secret to comedy, right yep. there. Mm-hmm. Drunk frat shots. boys getting getting cut. All right, we're going to get back to some music here. We're going to lead off with a band, 69 Cats, which is made up of four guys doing part-time duty from other bands like uh, Clem Burke from Blondie and Chopper Franklin from The Cramps. So the song here is titled Black Number One. After that, we have the Donnas with Take It Off. Enjoy. She's in love with herself. She likes the dark. On her milk-white neck The devil's mark Now it's your house here The moon is full Will she trick or treat? I bet she will She's got a date at midnight Oh baby, Lily Monster Ain't got nothing on you Well, when I call her evil She just laughed Well, cast a spell on me Boobies craft Train and blow well. You can't go out cause you're rude. 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Super. All right, looks like we got a little bit of time here that we can fill. So we're going to throw you a song by Public Service Broadcasting, and this one's called Everest. Once there was a mountain called Peak 15. Nothing was known about it. But in 1852, the surveyors found it was the highest in the world, and they named it Everest. It is there. This is the 
Spud Goodman, Post Show Report. Hey, listen, Gina, I, I hope tonight didn't bother the baby and all. You know, maybe I'm thinking what we ought to do is put a pillow over your stomach when the music's playing because, you know, Spud, he has him turn him up the monitor here in the studio. It gets pretty loud in here. You know, it'd be hard to get little earplugs inserted, you know, at this stage uh, in the pregnancy for the baby, right? I mean, medical science has made these great strides and all that stuff, but I don't know that they could do that with a, like a simple office visit. And, you know, of course, if you had to stay overnight in the hospital to get that done, it wouldn't be worth it, would it? Now, I, I'm just thinking we need to soundproof your stomach well, while you're here in the studio for now. Yeah, that won't be necessary. As I said on the show like six months ago, my boyfriend and I, uh, the father of this child, is a longtime juggalo. So music is always cranked at our apartment. I'm sure that he or, or she is quite used to loud music by now. No worries. Nah, Gina, you know... When you have the kid, you know, you, you think it's going to change your life and all? Because your boyfriend, I mean, the, the father knows, he, he knows that juggalo gatherings and picnics, they're going to be out. All right, super. Until that baby's at least weaned from breast milk. Because you know what? There's not much privacy at those ICP events. You know that. <laughs> good to know, Lawrence. I, I'm not too concerned at this point. So do you think I'm going to make a good mom? I, I won't lie. I, I'm a little freaked here. I, I mean, I, I had a couple of cats over the years, but I... I haven't even babysat much. This is going to be a brand new experience, you know. Uh, I think you are going to be a wonderful mother, Gina. Because, you know, you are such a great co-host. Now, I know you have what it takes to pr- provide plenty of love and support to a kid. You're going to be fine. Well, that Super. means a lot to me. But to be honest here, I, I've killed like a half dozen goldfish over the years. So this is going to be a challenge oh, for sure. Nah. Don't, don't you worry about that. Now, let me tell you something. If you need any baby assistance, you have the full support of everyone here in the studio. Isn't that right? Every, oh, well, except for Spud. Because, you know, that's going to be kind of irresponsible if you have him anywhere near a kid. Because, you know, he's, he's pretty clumsy and all yeah. that. You know, right? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, um, I, I think you're going to be all right, Gina. You don't have to worry about that. You know, babies, goldfish, it's a different kind of thing. You can't overfeed a baby. True. Yeah? So, sure. So, so now this. Now, so what do you think? Um, you think you're gonna be all right? I think I'll be all right. I, I think you're gonna be just fine. All right. Now I tell you what. Uh, I'm gonna thank uh, what we everybody that we got going here in the studio because we're gonna run out of time here. Dave, thank you on the soundboard. It's nice to have you back this week. Great to be back. All right. Uh, we got Alex. We got to thank here, of course, and we've got Mike. Is it Mike? Yeah, we got Mike. All right. And, we, of course, we got Derek with the highlights always well brought. Appreciate that. Always a good time. And then we got our two an- interns. We got to thank them, the college interns, Trent and Anna. Yeah, hey, y'all, you guys got to keep your nose clean during spring break. You know, what I would say to do is sit in front of the TV and just have a soda pop or something like that and just, just be good. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to leave you with this song here. We got uh, Irene Ryan from that old Beverly Hill- Hillbillies TV show and her song, Granny's Miniskirt. Good night, everybody. Well, we need to film. It was an awful shame 
that granny had to have that dress to show her skinny frame. Now granny wears a mini skirt and says that it's in style. And when I do the twist and jerk, it drives old grandpa wild. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, associate producer David Deere, live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.